Welcome to Apologetics with Brian O'Connell, where in each episode, I answer difficult questions that confront Christianity. In our last episode, we asked the question, are Jehovah's Witnesses our brothers and sisters in Christ? We started answering the question by looking at the beliefs of the Watchtower organization and its members, Jehovah's Witnesses. Through that episode, we learned that Jehovah's Witnesses believe that all other churches and denominations are false. Not only that, but the Watchtower organization believes that they are God's sole collective channel for the flow of biblical truth to men on earth. Besides believing that all other churches are wrong, Jehovah's Witnesses reject the doctrine of the Trinity. They deny the deity of Christ as well as the Holy Spirit. And they also reject the doctrine of hell, among other things. We ended this episode by briefly looking at Charles Taze Russell, the founder of the Jehovah's Witness religion, and we saw that he claimed that his writings were more important than Scripture. In this episode, I want to continue our discussion of Jehovah's Witness leadership. The next person that I want to discuss is Joseph Rutherford, known as Judge Rutherford. He went by Judge Rutherford because prior to taking the role of president of the Watchtower organization, he had been a lawyer and was a judge in the 14th Judicial District of Missouri. Judge Rutherford was the second president of the Watchtower organization from 1917 through 1942. Under his presidency, the name Jehovah's Witness began to be used. Judge Rutherford made several prophecies. In fact, in 1920, he prophesied that the patriarchs Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were going to return to earth in 1925. Listen to what Judge Rutherford wrote on page 88 of his book, Millions Now Living Will Never Die. He wrote, quote, What then should we expect to take place? In the type, there must be a full restoration. Therefore, the great antitype must mark the beginning of restoration of all things. The chief thing to be restored is the human race to life. And since other scriptures definitely fix the fact that there will be a resurrection of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and other faithful ones of old, and that these will have the first favor, we may expect 1925 to witness the return of these faithful men of Israel from the condition of deaths being resurrected and fully restored to perfect humanity and made the visible legal representatives of the new order of things on earth. End quote. Not only did Judge Rutherford make this prophecy, But in anticipation of the return of the patriarchs in 1925, Judge Rutherford had a large mansion built for them. The mansion was called Beth Serene, and it was built in San Diego, California. Something worth noting is that when Judge Rutherford made this prophecy in 1920, the world was recovering from complete chaos. Not only was the world recovering from the events of World War I that lasted from 1914 through 1918 and introduced the barbaric practice of chemical warfare and took the lives of around 20 million people and wounded another 20 million, the world was recovering from the Spanish flu, which lasted from 1918 through 1920 and took the lives of 50 million people worldwide. 
Things seemed like the world was coming to an end and that God was going to restore things. Not only that, but something else that's significant to the background of Judge Rutherford's prophecy is that Israel no longer existed. The Jewish nation had been completely destroyed. So to Judge Rutherford, America was God's new chosen people. It probably seemed like a safe bet to say that God would send the patriarchs to where his new chosen people lived, in America. Not only that, but in the sunny state of California. However, as I pointed out in our study of Mormonism, when I addressed the same issue with Joseph Smith making a similar prophecy, a very significant event happened in 1948, which threw an unexpected curveball at Judge Rutherford's prophecy that God would send his patriarchs to San Diego, California. The significant event that I'm talking about is that God resurrected the nation of Israel after over a 2,000-year absence. In fact, it's the first time in human history that a nation which had been completely destroyed has come back. And in 1948, that's exactly what God did when he brought Israel back on the map. This is a major problem for Judge Rutherford. Why? because there is no longer a need for God to send the patriarchs to California. This is just one example of the many failed prophecies by the Watchtower organization. And I'm going to come back to this prophecy in a later episode. The next person I want to look at is the third president of the Watchtower organization, Nathan Knorr. He was president of their organization from 1942 through 1977. And it was under his presidency that the New World Translation was developed. In case you're unfamiliar with Jehovah's Witness, the New World Translation is their version of the Bible. And I'm going to come back to this translation in a future episode. Something that's important to note about Nathan Knorr is that he also made different prophecies. One of his prophecies was that the end of the world was going to take place in 1975. This prophecy was published in the August 15, 1968 edition of the Watchtower magazine. As a result of Nathan Knorr's prophecy, on page 11 of the November 8, 1974 edition of the Awake magazine, Watchtower leaders began encouraging Jehovah's Witnesses to not have children. Not only did the Watchtower organization encourage their members to not have any children, they encouraged their members to not pursue higher education or to even worry about a career. In fact, they made this message clear to their members on page 171 of the March 15, 1969 edition of the Watchtower magazine. Listen to what they wrote. Quote, Many schools now have student counselors who encourage one to pursue higher education after high school to pursue a career with a future in this system of things. Do not be influenced by them. Do not let them brainwash you with the devil's propaganda to get ahead, to make something of yourself in this world. This world has very little time left. Any future this world offers is no future. Wisely then, let God's word influence you in selecting a course that will result in your protection and blessing. 
Make Pioneer Service the full-time ministry with the possibility of Bethel or missionary service your goal. This is a life that offers an everlasting future. End quote. The Watchtower wanted their youth to know that the world was ending and ending soon. And to make this point clear, they proclaimed this message not only in the Watchtower, which I just read to you, but they also announced it on page 15 of their May 22, 1969 edition of their Awake magazine, where they wrote, quote, If you are a young person, you also need to face the fact that you will never grow old in this present system of things. Why not? Because all the evidence in fulfillment of Bible prophecy indicates that this corrupt system is due to end in a few years. End quote. The article goes on to say, quote, Therefore, as a young person, you will never fulfill any career that this system offers. If you are in high school and thinking about a college education, it means at least four, perhaps even six or eight more years to graduate into a specialized career. But where will the system of things be by that time? It will be well on the way toward its finish, if not actually gone. End quote. In these quotes from the Watchtower and Awake magazines, the Watchtower organization is telling their members that if they pursue a higher education or a career, it's a waste of time because this system will be gone. Worse than that, they told their young members that they are being brainwashed by the devil's propaganda. These members were clearly deceived by those whom they trusted. In fact, another sad impact that Nathan Knorr's End of the World Prophecy had on Jehovah's Witnesses is that some members even sold their homes due to thinking that the end of the world was coming and that they needed to put their money, time, and energy into serving Jehovah. These actions were celebrated by the Watchtower. In fact, listen to what they wrote on page 3 of their May 1974 edition of their Kingdom Ministry magazine. Quote, Reports are heard of brothers selling their homes and property and planning to finish out the rest of their days in this old system in the Pioneer Service. Certainly, this is a fine way to spend the short time remaining before the wicked world's end. end quote. As we all know, Nathan Knorr's prophecy did not come true. 1975 came and went, and the world and all the world's governments still stand. As a result of the failed 1975 prophecy, Hundreds of thousands of Jehovah's Witnesses no longer trusted the leadership of the Watchtower organization and ended up leaving the organization altogether. In fact, several researchers documented that Nathan Knorr's failed prophecy resulted in a substantial drop in membership worldwide. Now, you would think that when 1975 came and went, that the Watchtower organization would write to their members and apologize for the negative impact this failed prophecy had on them. Especially since for years, through many different Watchtower publications, they led their members to believe that the world would end in 1975. Sadly, no apology came. 
Even though the Watchtower later admitted to making false prophecies, which I'll address in a later episode, the Watchtower organization didn't apologize for their failed prophecies to its members. In fact, not only did they not apologize, they placed blame on their members and rebuked them for being naive and believing the prophecies. For example, on page 440 of their July 15, 1976 edition of the Watchtower magazine, they wrote the following, quote, It may be that some who have been serving God have planned their lives according to a mistaken view of just what was to happen on a certain day or in a certain year. They may have, for this reason, put off or neglected things that they otherwise would have cared for. But they have missed the point of the Bible's warnings concerning the end of this system of things, thinking that the Bible chronology reveals the specific date. End quote. Imagine being a dedicated and faithful Jehovah's Witness. For years, you are told through numerous Watchtower publications that the world is ending in 1975. In preparation for the end of the world, you are encouraged not to get married or have children. You are also encouraged not to go to college or pursue a career. And if you had a house, you were encouraged to sell your house. Those faithful members who did what they were told are now being told by their leadership that they were foolish and neglected their responsibilities. This leadership that they respected and admired were now telling them that they were simple-minded and believed something that was clearly unbiblical. As if this statement by the Watchtower organization wasn't offensive enough, in another edition of the Watchtower, they tell their members, ultimately, that they need to get over it. They tell their members to stop being disappointed. According to Watchtower leadership, the problem was not the Watchtower's failed prophecies. The problem was the Jehovah's Witnesses' lack of biblical understanding. Listen to what they wrote on page 441 of the July 15, 1976 edition of the Watchtower. Quote, but it is not advisable for us to set our sights on a certain date, neglecting everyday things we would ordinarily care for as Christians, such as things that we and our families really need. We may be forgetting that when the day comes, it will not change the principle that Christians must at all times take care of all their responsibilities. End quote. And here is the part that I was talking about. They say, quote, if anyone has been disappointed through not following this line of thought, he should now concentrate on adjusting his viewpoint, seeing that it was not the word of God that failed or deceived him and brought disappointment, but that his own understanding was based on wrong premises, end quote. I'm going to come back to these prophecies in our next episode. But as you can see, the Watchtower leadership was quick to place blame on their members instead of taking responsibility for their own failed prophecies. The next president of the Watchtower organization that I want to look at was a man by the name of Frederick Franz. However, for the sake of time, we will have to look at Frederick Franz in our next episode. That's all the time that we have for today. Come back next time. 
as we look at Frederick Franz and his presidency. What did Frederick Franz admit under oath in a court of law about prophecies made by previous presidents? Come back next time to find out. God bless.